Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Is uh, Today is also a very special day for everybody that's involved uh, with 630 Ched. And all I need to do here is, uh, where did that go? There it is. Uh, we want to tell you that today is Santa's Day on 630 Chet, inspired by a simple wish to see every child receive a new toy at Christmas. With your help, we can help make that wish come true. You can donate to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous now by calling 587-855-1821 or visit santasanonymous.ca. You can help bring Christmas to more than 20 thousand children in need by uh, donating today this will be going on throughout the course of the day here at uh, 6 30 chad and chorus until seven o'clock tonight again uh you can reach out for 6 30 chad santa's anonymous now you can call 587-855-1821 or visit santa's anonymous.ca just before we re-engage with mark specter for the horses and horse racing alberta i want to get to a text from imac he says bob i wonder if there's a global perception of change around attending crowd events from the you got to go to a game slash concert to i can't believe you'd hang out in that germ fest that won't be me says imac the pandemic has created a greater appreciation for events and being in a group situation to enjoy it to the fullest and imac goes hashtag millennial complainers well I don't think all millennials are complainers. Myself, I, Mac, but I get what you're saying. Like, I think there is a degree um, to a certain extent out there that uh, there's some people that, oh, why would I want to be, uh, you know, around that many people? And I think conversely, there's going to be the 
many people like you that are going to be absolutely jacked to get right back at them and going to games when uh, games and concerts start up again. Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta presenting live standard bed racing each Saturday and Sunday from Century Mile. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Horse Racing Alberta, caring for our horses while contributing to the economy. We bring Mark Spector in. We will tell you we'll do trivia today at about 127 for Greta Barr. Again, uh, trivia at 127 today. Mark, yes, Pogliarvi, you tweeted this out earlier today. He's gone a little bit quiet, and it's sort of coincided, well, possibly right after he signed his two-year deal with the Edmonton Oilers. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Well, I don't know if there's any correlation between the two, but he has gone cold, certainly over in uh, Europe uh, playing for Carpat. Uh, you know, five points in eight games in uh, October or excuse me, November, uh, just two goals in the month in eight games. And, you know, he's been replaced on the top line there by a 35-year-old journeyman by the name of uh, Juha Matti Altonen that I did not know until I sort of looked him up. So, yeah, he's gone a little cold over there, Bob, and I guess you could question, right, is he just sort of, is he kind of bored with the, you know, finish experience? Is he looking forward to getting back over here and kind of took his foot off the gas? Or, you know, I don't know the answer to any of that, but in a league uh, at that level, he should have better production if he's playing well because he's a, he's a stud among uh you yeah. know, plow horses in that league. Well, I'll put it this way. You know, the KHL and the Swedish league, are, those are probably the two best league. So the first league in Switzerland is really good. Even the second league in Sweden is not apparently that bad of a league. Finland, uh, you know, by by most reports, decent league, but not on the same level as the KHL or the Swedish Hockey League. Uh, and then a league like the Austrian League is a little bit further down and the German League further down as well. Uh, they've also had some challenges in uh, Carpat spec, they've had some games canceled from COVID, and we don't know if that's potentially, um, you know, affected performance as well. Maybe. You know, I, I noticed where they took a – he had 12 days between games in October. So I'm going to say to you, if you spend 12 days, you don't play a game, you come back, maybe a couple games, you're a little rusty, sure. Uh, there was a span in November where they had a week between games, so that's – you know, I guess if they didn't, I don't know what the situation is with practice. So, you know, sure, COVID makes a bit of a difference. And, uh, you know, their teams played 16 games. Uh, lots of teams have played 18 games. You know, a few have played 19. So they've played a couple less. But I guess, you know what, like my expectations are high for this player. He's a good player. He's supposed to, you know, uh, he, he's got every tool. Uh, he's a good player in a league that isn't filled with good players. He now stands at this point 44th in league scoring. Um, you know, and I'm not saying because he's played less games and they've had their COVID. Maybe, you know, if he was 10th or 12th or something, I'd say, oh, well, you know, there's a reason for that. But he's 44th, and I, I would ask you to go on the Liga site and look at the names of the 43 guys ahead of him. Um, there's a lot of guys there. He should have more production than I don't care how many games they played. So, yeah. you know, he did finish four. What was he last year? Fourth or fifth in scoring last year and first or second in goals. Right. Exactly. He had a real good yeah. year there last year. He dominated the league. Unfortunately for, for a guy like Toy Arvey, the, the Liga is a little bit of a no win situation. When he dominates over there, we go, yeah, you should dominate over there. Yeah. Right. 
because yep. that's how good he is. And that's he walked into this thing. He's not in the KHL, right? He's playing in the Liga, which is way below, like it's below the AHL. So he should dominate in that league. He did last year. He sure as heck isn't this year. And uh, like I say, let's just hope he took his foot off the gas and he'll bring a little bit more uh, when he finally gets back over here. Well, it is interesting. They had a run of the illness uh, through that league. I, I'm not sure what specifically happened with Carpet, but he missed, they missed some games and or missed a stretch of games. And then it also coincided with when he got his contract done. So uh, I like the fact that it was a two-year deal with the Oilers and Edmonton's deep on the right side spec, relatively speaking. I mean, Yamamoto came up, was frankly far exceeded. Even Like I was the guy that wanted him up here a year ago in October, at the end of October, and I didn't think he'd be as good as he was when he came up. But he's a, certainly an intriguing player carrying forward for the Oilers. Cassian needs to bounce back after a tough playoff run. I think he's the first to tell you that. Uh, they have chase on who can move up and down on the right side the coach has got a lot of time for archibald who frankly was a very good signing by edmonton last year and then you have pulley arby's you got five guys on the right wing it's going to be a competitive battle my my expectation for him mark is he starts sort of in the three hole on the right side and we'll see where it goes you know what i mean like i don't think you could just have him supplant either cassian and uh yamamoto out of the gate but I'm going to be really intrigued to see where he ends up uh, going. And I think he can play at least as a bottom six forward in the league, probably as a third-line right wing, and that's the bare minimum in terms of it. Like, I, those are cautiously optimistic sort of perspectives. I'd like to get your thoughts. What, 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 what's feasible for this guy? Well, first, I would say my thoughts are, are less important than Ken Holland's thoughts, but I think I can say now what, what Ken told us, I don't know, was it off the record? I'm not sure, but it was so long ago, I think he wouldn't mind if I told you now that he said when he first came here and they were talking about before before Arby went back to Carpat, he said, geez, I'd love to get him here. I'd love to put him on a third line next to a, a veteran center who can show him around a little bit and, and teach him, you know, on ice, teach him the game and talk to him on the bench and give him a steady presence at center. And I'd like to play him with that same guy for most of the season. That's what he told me at the beginning of what, Bob, the 1920 season. And it didn't work out. Paul Yarby never came. He went over to Carpat. But the, where I'm getting to is now – Holland has exactly what he wanted then. He's got Pugliarvi coming over here. He's got a veteran guy in Kyle Turris as his third-line centerman who can do everything I just talked about. And I have no question that that's exactly what's going to happen here. And they're going to be steady with Jesse. Not, not only do I not see Dave Tippett, you know, knocking him down to the fourth line or taking him out of the lineup, I think they're going to put up with some mistakes. I also don't see them rushing him up to McDavid's right side or Dreisaitl's right. right side, right? I think they want a consistent spot for him to learn the NHL game and become a player here slowly, not quickly. And let's see where it goes after that. Mark, that might have been the smartest thing you've said. And it's, some days it's been tough to find you some of that audio on this show. Mark Spector joining us for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta, presenting live standard bread racing each Saturday and Sunday from Century Mile. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Horse Racing Alberta, caring for our horses while contributing to the economy. Going to switch focus, Mark, one last time here before you get you to put your thinking hat on, which uh, apparently today you brought to the table. Uh, you're the guy that wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. 
Yeah. How how good? Let's just assume. Let's circle back to our conversation point to open the show. Hey, they'll find a way to get it done. The NHL, NHLPA. We know, given the border situation, it's going to be an all Canadian division. How awesome is that going to be? Given, well, you know, like assuming we get forty-eight games in and you play each team eight times, it's going to be pretty good, isn't it? Well, I'm all for it, Paul. Uh, you know what do you got? You got seven times. You got seventeen, so six times eight is forty-eight. So eight times against the Flames, right as the Battle of Alberta is, you know, finally back. I think it's it's the most alive it's been, Bob. In, 20 years uh i'm very disappointed in this whole covid thing i think robbed us of a first round battle of alberta this year because that's how it was shaping up yep so you know so and and i would i will further say that everyone here in edmonton owes a debt of thanks to uh matt kachuk down in calgary because he rode in wearing the black hat in this thing and this rivalry has needed someone in a black hat for a long time. And you know what? If Cassian didn't have anyone to hate and to beat on down there, uh, we wouldn't have the Battle of Alberta we we're looking forward to this year. So thank you, Matt Kachuk. I got news for you, okay? He's he's uh, starting to take on some more fights, Beck. You know what I mean? Like he went and, if you recall, I was the guy that guaranteed you that he was going to take the fight the next time they played after what happened, and he did. Think of where he was in the eighteen nineteen season when he wanted no part of Cassian. Then he runs him twice. Then he runs him twice in Calgary in nineteen twenty, and then we get the game back at Edmonton. And to his credit, Matt Kachuk took the fight. Well, guess what? How did he start the Winnipeg series off when Calgary went Winnipeg? Who did he open up with? First shift of the game, look right at the guy, the captain of the team, and what happened? He said, drop your blank and gloves. And Blake Wheeler did not want to fight him. And that shows you a progression. And Like, Matt, you know, Matthew Kachuk's a player. Oilers, you know, here we're talking about Pulley Army, who everybody had ahead of Kachuk in that draft year, but he is... He's not quite the same guy he was two years ago. And to me, he's become eminently more likable because he's been more honest, Mark. What about you? Yeah, no, no, that's, I mean, what didn't you, what, what don't you like about Matt Kachuk? Putting aside our partisan, you know, like fans who are listening to the show, they don't like him because he's wearing the red flaming sea. I get that. But what didn't you like, even for myself as a objective observer that doesn't care who you play for? I didn't like the way he hit and ran. I didn't like the way he slew footed as a younger player. He slew footed several guys. No one Brandon, liked that. Da- Brandon Davidson, right? He slew in his first yeah. game against the Oilers. He slew footed Brandon Davidson. Yeah, I recall with about four seconds left in the game that it was already over. The Oilers led by three. He took a run at Adam Larson's head in the corner, and Larson pulled his head back right at the last second. Just stupid uh, hockey that was really intended to injure people. He did that, and he played that way as a younger player. And Flames fans are going to argue with me that way. I say go to the video. It's all there for you to see. So no one likes a player skating around trying to hurt people. And when he won't stand up and answer the bell after he makes those plays, when he catches Cassian, you know, when he sees that Cassian is vulnerable on two occasions and speeds up rather than slows down a little bit, right, speeds up to make it a worse hit, I don't like that hit from any guy throwing it, but I really hate it when that guy won't stand up and fight after he's done it. So. Matt Kachuk is doing less of the injurious hits now. He's kind of picked this, you know, he's maturing, right? He's not doing stupid things nearly as often. 
and he's standing up for himself. So as long as that sliding scale, Bob, goes in that direction, right, less bad hits and more, you know, character hockey, how can you not like Matt Kachuk, man? He's starting to turn into that player that, you know, you'd love to have on your team, I'll tell you that. I I got one for you here, Spec. I have a theory as to why Kachuk has started to fight his own battles. Flames went, the Flames went out and got Milan Lucic, right? And they were intimidated by the Oilers when the Oilers had Milan Lucic. And Milan was the guy, uh, the, the, the Calgary game before Todd McClellan got let go, Calgary-Vegas uh, back-to-back, and then Todd got fired when we were down in San Jose. Um, that was the game where the first time Cassian went after him in November of 2018. And then at the end of the game with about 30 seconds left, Kachuk start, uh, decided he wanted to be a Smarty Jones on the ice, face-wash McDavid. Bennett was in on the play, and Lucic got him on the ice and choked him and skated by the Calgary bench and said someone's going to have to pay for it. Well, they end up getting they end up getting uh, Lucic in the trade for James Neal, give those guys a fresh start. So what does Kachuk do? He goes and runs uh, Cassian twice in one game. And who didn't fight uh, Kachuk's battles for him as that game wore on between Zach Milan, Milan Lucic didn't, and some of the some of the Calgary fans were not happy with Lucic. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you're going to stir the proverbial pot, you better be prepared to back it up yourself if you're going to play that way. Like, here's the deal: if uh, if if Zach Cassian goes and runs Johnny Goodrow head first from behind in Laborts, my guess is Milan Lucic is going to be going after Zach Cassian. But why should why should uh, a guy in your own you know why should a teammate have to fight your battles? When you're taking a, a a healthy, nasty run, at a, especially when you're six foot two, two hundred five, two hundred ten pounds yourself, Mark, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, we went. I mean, we really dissected this when it was hot, and and I don't back off a bit. You know, those uh, we know the game, and I know that that when you you know, in today's game, when players see that the guy they're going to hit is really vulnerable, and this could be an injury, and he doesn't see me coming. And I'm going to probably catch his head and all of those things. You know, the, the key, the, the main one that Kachuk was quite guilty of was, you know, Cassian is engaged with another player. So he's busy with the other yeah. player. The other player has his attention. He sneaks in and pounds Cassian as hard as he can. You know, again, speeding up, not slowing down because he knows he's got Cassian vulnerable. That's just cheap, crappy hockey. I don't care what uniform you're wearing. Nobody likes it. So, you know, like I said, he's, it looks like he's grown out of that. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's such a good player. And the Oilers fans hate him, which is awesome. And let's hope that he doesn't completely grow out of it, Bob, because it's that kind of stuff that makes the Battle of Alberta great. Man, a little bit of cheap stuff once in a while. Everybody settles the score, drops the gloves. Next thing you know, you got a goalie fight. I mean, what more do you want? Uh, hey, Speck, as someone <laughs> said to me a number of years ago, Bob, sport doesn't have to be a United Colors of Benetton commercial from the late 80s. You know That's what I'm right. saying? We don't have to sit around the uh, and sing Kumbaya. Uh, uh, you know, and hey, sometimes you can have a little bit of tribalism and nastiness when it comes to sport hey mark thanks for joining us all right all right bobby thanks for having me man have a great week you bet that is mark specter sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing alberta presenting live standard bed racing saturday and sunday from century mile watch and wager online at hbibet.com horse racing alberta caring for horses while contributing to the economy when we come back with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're going to get to Oilers Now trivia for Greta Global Street Food on Santa's Day on 630 Chet. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Oh, that Battle of Alberta. That's one where you want to have Mike Smith on your team. I can remember back in the day, working in uh, northern British Columbia locales, absolute hotbeds such as Smithers and Burns Lake, um, Tolco. <laughs> I mean, Prince George was like the thriving metropolis. Dawson Creek uh, was another... In Fort St. John, Fort St. James, home of the Playfairs. Larry Playfair, one of the toughest players of the 1980s. When you worked up there, you were looking for... <laughs> it was always good to have a guy around. That's why we brought up Dan Baker from Pub 1905 for a couple of years, even though Dan can only remember one of the two years that he was actually up there. You always wanted to have that guy to help back you up a bit. Uh, we are going to play winners now, Trivia. It is brought to you by Greta Global Street Food. Greta. Greta Bar, eat, drink, and play. Brendan Escott, what are we playing for? $50 in gaming credit to the arcade video games at Greta. Here we go. You old schoolers might be able to nail this one right from the get-go. We talked a lot about Matthew Kachuk. Of course, Brady Kachuk plays for the Ottawa Senators. And you heard Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta, reference uh, their father, Keith Kachuk. In the 1996 World Cup... Who did Keith Kachuk fight from Team Canada? And I'm going to give you a hint. His son is a very aggressive player currently in the National Hockey League. And in fact, I think he got into it once last year with Brady Kachuk. So name the player that Keith Kachuk fought in the 1996 Canada Cup from Team Canada, Keith Kachuk's obviously a Boston area product that played on the Americans. And this guy, when this guy decided to actually fight, this guy could fight. And his kid, his kid can take care of himself. Just ask Jujar Kara. He threw Jujar around pretty good a couple of years ago. 780-496-0063. Uh, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline as we play Greta Global Street Food, Greta Bar, Eat, Drink, and Play, Greta Oilers Now Trivia. You know what? There's an old saying in the car business, but cars cost less than with Tasquin. Outstanding customer service, key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. want to mention that speaking of Brent Ridge Ford in uh, Wetaskiwin at this time, that uh, they're going to have the year-end event taking place out at uh, Brent Ridge Ford. You can lend a hand by uh, reaching out, seeing Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford at one 877 3673 or visit brentridge.com. The Chisler has chimed in from Las Vegas. He is incorrect with his answer as to who we were looking for. Who did, uh, who did Keith Kachuk fight in the 1996 World Cup? 
It was the first uh, World Cup at that time from Team Canada. His son currently plays in the National Hockey League. And, in fact, last season, Brady Kachuk and his son got into it. So uh, we'll keep that one going. Again, Santa's Day. We're here on Oilers now. Emily Kaplan coming up from ESPN, but not before we go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.